Hi, I'm Harriet Small. Welcome to Have You Got Five Minutes? PR comms and marketing podcast answering the things you'd normally have asked someone really quickly about at an event or while making a brew in the office. Hi Harriet, how are you? Hello, I'm good. So we're starting this week because I listened to another podcast actually. They had an author on called Stephanie Sword Williams and she's got a TED Talk. We'll link it all up in the show notes. But she's got a book which is called Fuck Being Humble. And essentially she's talking about not sort of self-deprecating and being overly humble about what you've done and I think it's a really interesting one because no one wants to be like a big narcissistic big head obviously but I think there is a tendency to suddenly self-deprecate and go oh it's nothing I'm not you know that's not great and yeah I think it's a bit of a risk sometimes when you're trying to promote your career and get out there to kind of find that right balance what do you reckon? It's definitely a balance and I think there's a couple of different sides to it so one I think from my personal experiences is sometimes you've got that thing you've grown up with where your parents sort of tell you go into the workplace put your head down just get on with it don't make a lot of noise, don't stand out, don't get noticed. That's your way of survival. So sometimes people do self-deprecate because they just want to survive. They want to just get by. They don't want to be seen as a shaft. They don't want to be seen as a know-it-all. And I think some of those things come back to like old school stereotypes. Like if um, you're a woman and you talk about some of the good things that you've done, you could be seen as like bossy boots. But then at the same time, I think if you don't talk about the things that you've done well or find a way of showcasing the things you do well, then you are putting yourself at risk, especially in the kind of climate we are with comms. So for example, if you don't show the effectiveness of your campaigns, you don't show the value of what you do as the PR person, the comms person, the internal comms person, whatever it is, then you're putting yourself at risk because they'll say, well, what's the point in having this comms function um, as big as it is or as small as it is or giving it resource if it can't show its value? Also link this back to like interview situations so I always think leaders should talk about we you know the stuff that we did as a team but actually you also need to be able to say what you did personally in the team and having the the distinct balance if you were put on the spot like yeah we can talk about our work as a we in the collective and then being really proud about what you specifically did and I think that does come up in an interview sense I would say also particularly women but I do think I've interviewed men as well where I've sort of then gone down a level to say okay what did you specifically do in that campaign you know what did you add value what was your role in that what did you do and as well as a team and I think it's that ability to switch between the two and not sort of take credit for everything but also being very clear about what you brought to the table and yeah I do think like particularly at events or like speak opportunities like sometimes you have to put yourself forward and say yeah I would like to do this you don't always have someone coming and being proud of what you've done as well and it's just finding that comfortable balance I think personally as well of, of what you feel comfortable talking about. People by people and also and if you can't demonstrate what you're good at or explain what you're good at then how are people going to believe in your strength? And I guess you set the standard as well for how you want to be treated. So if you don't talk about the things you're doing well, then it becomes very difficult for other people to also talk about the things that you're doing well. I know this may sound like a bit of a, a bit too religious, but even in the Bible, it says no one lights a candle 
and then puts a bowl over it if you've got like flame inside of you or you've got something good that you've done let it shine let people see it I think it's just finding that balance of how you do it and what are those things that you maybe you feel confident about sharing there's one thing that I did a couple of years ago at the end of every day I used to have a list of five at the end of every day so I'd do two things that I had done well in that day and then three things I could have improved on and that actually helped build my confidence it helped me realize actually I did well today at something you know something went it wasn't all a disaster and those kind of things help you even when you don't see those little successes those kind of things really do help yeah and I think there's a real big difference between being like a massive big head self-promoted like full of it person and self-deprecation and I think it's just almost sometimes taking yourself out, out of your own head and being like would you let your friends speak about themselves like that like would you speak about someone else like that of course you wouldn't so don't put yourself down in that situation or sometimes at work as well go oh it's nothing I just did this thing you should not put down what you've done and I think that's that's that balance isn't it between the two what you've said is really good about if you write it down what you feel you've done or, or what what you've achieved you note it down and think about if somebody else came to me and said I've done all these things would you look at them and think no that was rubbish that was crap you wouldn't there's been a lot of conversation about how to have meetings over the last 18 months I guess nobody's cracked it because we're still in this sort of zoom teams horror as the world goes back to normal and we start sort of going back into the office or working from different places and we need to figure out how we have meetings where some people are remote some people are in the office yeah and getting that balance right i've worked in a variety of organizations somewhere meetings were very rare they were very quick fire had teams that were all over the place so that's just how they were done and then particularly in higher education and anyone listening who works in higher ed oh they love a committee meeting and so much of the time was in meeting notes and, and kind of committees and groups ultimately the clearest thing really is that balance between what are you trying to achieve from this meeting so sometimes you do need a longer meeting because there's lots of things to get through but they should always have a very clear purpose so that's where you do need notes and papers and like decisions and outcomes but then there's other meetings where you go actually for example I have quite a few requests about projects I always say like what are we meeting about like what would you like to discuss and have a very clear objective to that because if you can't verbalize that then it sounds like a waste of time and you're just chewing the fat for no reason so I always think as long as there's clarity around like why are we talking and that's always like a good one. Many years ago um, one of my old bosses was leaving and I gave her this mug which basically said these meetings should have been an email. If you can't articulate what the meeting is about, then should that be a meeting where you take half an hour or 45 minutes or an hour, whatever it is, out of somebody's calendar? At the end of the meeting, what do you hope to achieve? And I do wonder how much of that is impacting people's mental health and people's ability to do their jobs. Because if we have meetings back to back, which in most cases we are having at the moment, where do people have space to think about whatever they're going to talk about in that meeting or time to digest what's been discussed in that meeting we need to get to that space where there's a balance at the same time I think going back into the office is going to present a challenge we're going to have more time to have those impromptu conversations those impromptu conversations are really really helpful in terms of like batting ideas off each other catching people up on things that are going on but they're not scheduled in in the calendar the same way meetings are so I think that's something that maybe teams need to consider how do they give people that space to also just have 
those organic conversations in the office. And I know some organisations are saying they're banning meetings on Fridays so that people can catch up with normal work. Yeah, and it's that hybrid thing, you know, if you're going to have some people that aren't in the office, are people going to feel excluded if they're not having those conversations? Sometimes meetings provide a social element of work and getting to know your team. And maybe you should budget as that, like a team catch-up, top level, like what's everyone working on, how's everyone doing? There is that type of connection that's important about work. And I know that some social media team and um, press teams have like a, a morning kind of 15 minute meeting to go what's the media agenda today is there anything we need to respond to or anything that's come in if we can't solve it in this like short space of time and move on next thing can be quite useful for quick fire discussion I think you just yeah it's clarity on like what you actually need from it there's an author called Priya Parker and she's been on a lot of podcasts like Brene Brown's podcast and she talks about the art of gathering when you're gathering people together what are those things you need to think about and also what's the environment there are times when you could be in a meeting and the most senior person speaks first and everyone's like yeah the decision's been made I can't like um say anything else there's other senior people who will not say anything in the meeting wait for everyone to talk then come in last and there's others who just come to meetings and ask questions never give their opinion or their decision in a meeting they'll probably give it it's really interesting to see that dynamic between leaders and how they sort of navigate those situations when they know they're the most powerful person in that environment you need to work out well who are you having in the room for a purpose of a meeting and like what role do they play even the informal ones because not you can always like get rid of people from your meetings but you will have people that will always say we can't do that it's not done like that around here and I think sometimes you can get into that kind of pattern and I think meetings that are always put in like a set time they can become habitual because you've always done it like that yeah and I think if you're going into a meeting and you're expecting a decision how are you going to get that decision in the meeting and is that the place where you need to get that decision the other one as well is just being mindful of how people are on screens are people just doing their own work at the same time as the meeting are people actually engaged are people contributing who's more quiet it's about also being able to read the room because at times that's one of the things that I think people miss especially if you have meetings where you've got people from different cultures or different backgrounds some people may feel uncomfortable speaking out because that's not what they're used to whereas in another environment or another meeting they'll be more vocal they can write a report or send an email so it's also about understanding people's styles yeah and just be mindful that you don't have odd characters like the ones Jackie Weaver had to deal with Jackie Weaver she'd boss any meeting really to be honest Thanks for joining us and everything we've mentioned today will be in the show notes. We're here to answer the questions you need answers to and talk about the PR, communications and marketing topics you care about because we've got five minutes. You can DM us or contact Harriet at commsoveracoffee.com and Rebecca at threadandfable.com. If you're enjoying the podcast, please do rate, review and subscribe so others can find us. Find us on Twitter at Rebecca7Roberts and at Harriet Smallies.